Society has a lot to say about what men are and what they should be. But what does God say about all of this? The Rock Podcast with Dennis is a place where discussions arise about fatherhood, the struggles of manhood, living a life of integrity, character building, which are all based off of biblical principles for practical application. So sit back and experience 30 minutes of The Rock Podcast with Dennis. Real talk with real men. Hey, this is Dennis with the Rock Podcast coming to you once again. What's up, y'all? Uh, yeah. A great, great day. I'm just glad to be here. Uh, we're going to continue with our series uh, on the reasons why Satan hates marriage. And uh, I did the one about honoring of the wife. He hates when you honor the wife because why it represents what Jesus is to the church. Jesus honors the body, honors the church, and he tends and he cherishes and he tends to it and cares for it. And that he hates what that means to the church. And then the second one being that God gave me about this is uh, he, we talked about how. Let me turn my mic up here. Let me make sure my mic is up. Uh, he talked about how uh, the power of agreement, how a woman and a man a wife and a husband coming to agreement is the most powerful, the most powerful agreement on the planet between a man and a woman. And if you notice, he's been to try, he's he been, she's been trying to divide the man, the man and the woman, wife and husband, ever since the garden of Eden, he did it in the garden of Eden. When he calls Eve to eat of the fruit and we ate of the fruit because Adam to go ahead and eat the fruit. And, you know, men have been, and you notice, I'm going to, and I, this, this is something I'm going to put out here. This is something I'm going to say. And you notice, um, in that moment, when that happened, do you notice that because Eve didn't have her own identity yet. She didn't have her own, they, her name wasn't Eve. It was, she was a female Adam. She was a female Adam, not a male Adam. She was a female Adam. I want to get that straight. She was a, it was a male Adam, female Adam. They were one. But then as soon as she sinned, she became separate from her husband and she became her own person and separate from her husband. Just, you know, and I'm just going to put that out there because you should always be one with your wife, one with your husband. Because one thing about a woman is the Bible says, um, it says in Matthew uh, chapter 19, and I'm going to look it up right here. Matthew, I'm going to hit the scripture. Matthew chapter 19, Jesus said it. And also he quoted Genesis when he says, when a man leaves, you know, when a man leaves his mother house, he go and cleave, cleave me. He go to like connect with his wife, but leaving his daddy mama house and he becomes one with her. And guess what he does? She gets married traditionally and she takes on her husband's name. I'm not going to get into that about the hyphenated stuff. I, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but she becomes one with her husband and she takes on his last name because why she's changing her identity to become one with that man she's she's becoming one with that man not separate from him but one with that man and so uh we want to always keep in perspective that you are one with your husband woman man you are one with that wife you can't do things on your own like you used to you gotta you gotta some you gotta you are tied to that woman and one and woman you're tied to that man and you all you know your life is not your own. You have a life, but your life is not on you. You're accountable to somebody. You still have a life. You still have an identity, but you you are you are kind of submitted to. Wait, I was say kind of. You are submitted to that person, 
as on the fear of God, but you're connected to that person. You can't go. You, you it's, it's accountability. There's a, as an agreement that you all have, because I can't just do things without myself. And I can't just do things for me. I can't just do what I want to do anymore. I can, but you know what I mean? I can't just do, I'm accountable to my wife. I can't just do stay out all time tonight and not give, uh, you know, touch saying under my wife, my wife's going to, I have an accountability to her. I have a responsibility as, as a husband to let her know where I'm at at all times. And you know, my money's not my own. My, my, our money are, is pulled together. Now everybody got their way of doing it. You know, people got separate bank accounts. That's, you know, I personally don't agree with that. You know, unless you, you have separate bank accounts and that your person has access to it. My wife has access to it, to all my stuff. She knows my password. She knows she knows what's in my bank accounts. I have nothing to hide. You know, um, it, you know, it's not it's no side accounts in case something don't go right. We're we're in it to win it. And so uh, I don't know. I don't know why I went there, but uh, it's for somebody. But men, I'm talking to my brothers and women. If you listen to this, that's cool, too. But the second one is the power of agreement. And I'm going to read the scripture. I don't, I just went there. I don't know why I went there. In Deuteronomy 32 and 30, it says, how should consider that how how should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? So when a man and a woman get together, one can put a thousand to flight. You can put a thousand to flight by yourself, but when you're with your wife, you can you both are in agreement. You put ten thousand to flight. That's more power in the spirit that you all have when you're in agreement. And I'm gonna tell you something. A lot of I'm gonna tell you most of the time, most of the time, me and my wife, and I and I learned over the years. That me and my wife, what we've always believed for has come to pass. We're in agreement. We we are locked in on something together. Man, that thing come to pass quick because why? We're in agreement. We're in agreement. And that's why Satan always, he's always trying to destroy marriages because he don't like the power of agreement. He don't like that you and the woman, you and, the, you and your wife getting together and y'all praying and y'all tearing this kingdom up by building the kingdom marriage upon God's word. And you have to consistently do it. You know, you might not see the results the first time. You got to consistently do it. You have to work it. You have to work that thing. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's keep going. Let's go to um, Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine. And it reads, it says. It says two are better than one. That's why our, I got a podcast with my wife called Better Together. I am better together with my wife. True enough. I can do things on my own. I got my own podcast, but I am better together. Matter of fact, doing the Better Together podcast got me off the bench to do the men's podcast. This is, I'm out to boat doing this, but I'm enjoying it now. I'm like, wow, you know, it's a blessing and it's going to grow and I'm a, it's going to get, it's going to develop over time. And I just got to allow God to, to, you know, to show me how to do it. But that's another subject. But it says two are better than one because they have good, they have a good reward. Did you hear what that? He said the two are better than one because why? They have a good reward. That means that you are good with somebody. You are better with somebody because you have a good reward. That's something that you benefit from that person's, uh, you know, who they are, what they're about and what power they bring to you. They make you better. My wife makes me better. I would not be half the man. If not, the, you know, be the man. I ain't gonna say half the man. I wouldn't be the man I am today had I not have my wife on my side. My wife has made me. She's the very, you know, she, you know, I'm completing God. But God asked her, asked her to my life, and it brings my my level of who I am a hundred percent, two hundred percent. Because why? She adds so much value to my life. So um, it says right here. It says they have a good reward for their labor. So two together makes good for their labor. For they, for if they fall, verse ten, they the one will lift up his fellow, 
but woe to him that is alone when he falls for he has he he has not another to help him up man i fall a bunch of times on my butt on my face my wife is there to pick me up she's had to be looking that she's failed i lifted her up we when we fall together we get back up because why we're here to help each other up because why we, we, we are in agreement with each other when we said i do is on september 22nd 2001 Hale got mad and said, I got to do everything in my power to stop you. And that's what that's what the enemy does. He's going to do you a man. You, you're a man that's connected to your wife. All you put all hell on notice. You rattle the hell's nest when you said I do to your wife. Because why? He don't want the power of agreement. He don't want y'all to be to 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 be uh, impactful for God. And it's impacting his growth, because if he can, if you're in agreement to stop him, then it's stopping his progress. That's why he always try to bring, and I'm going to read the scripture and I'm going to go back to my point. And it says, and if, if two lie down together, if two lie together, then they have heat. How can one be warm alone? How can you be warm by yourself? You need somebody, you know, you need that, you need that person to help you to get better. And it says, if, if, if one prevail against him, Two shall withstand him, and the threefold cord is not easy, it's not quickly broken. My wife said this. She said that threefold cord is the man and the woman and God. It's God, man, and woman. That's that threefold cord is not easily broken. But it says when you are in agreement with each other and the enemy's coming against you, you can prevail against the enemy. Why? Because you have the power in your marriage and the power of prayer, power of the Holy Spirit in your marriage, in agreement to ward that fool off. And that's why he's trying to spread. That's why he's always trying to separate. Because remember, the Bible says in Matthew 19, it says a man cleaved to his wife. That's a you come you, you're sticking to that wife. You're connecting to that wife. You're not moving, you're not cleavers to like stay tight. And then and then then watch this. Watch this. And then it says this. It says, You're cleaving to her. Watch this. But then it says, What God has put together, let no man put asunder. Let no man try to change it by saying. It's okay to have an open marriage. It's okay to, to, to have a, a to have a, a menage a trois. It's okay to say, you know what? Uh, I'm tired of you. I want. I want. I want. I'm leaving you. Or you know, and, and, and I'm gonna say this, and, and I don't want to sound too super spiritual, and I'm a, I'm I'm, I'm pleased. And it's not to condemn anybody. Um, and I know people have issues in their marriage. I'm not. This is this is what I'm not saying. I'm not saying stay in a marriage and you're getting mentally and physically abused. I'm not saying that. That's a lot. I, I would not sit back on this podcast and tell you, man, because hey, men get abused too, man. Men get abused too. You know, and if a woman, you listen to this podcast, I know women sometimes listen. If you're in a situation where you're being mentally and physically abused, emotionally abused, don't be in that marriage. You know what I'm saying? Because that that's that's your that's that that's that's causing you so much harm. You know PTSD. You know you know problems. You know you know it, it causes so many problems. And, men, and men, men get mentally abused too. Don't sit back and stay somewhere where you're gonna get beat over the head and, and you, you put yourself in harm's way physically, emotionally, and you know and and and, and you're and you're causing yourself so much harm that it's messing you up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is for those who are in marriage and you're going into marriage like gimme, gimme, gimme. But you should be like, I'm get, let me let me give, give, give. And the more you give into your marriage, the more you will reap the benefits from it. Because you, you remember, the Bible says you reap what you sow. 
So if, if I reap what I sow, then I'm going to get back what I put into it. But I'm not putting anything into it. What, what, how am I supposed to get something out of something I'm not put? I'm not investing, investing in it. Investing in. That's just like any any type of investment. I got to make investments. The Bible, the, I mean, I'm going to say the Bible. But, you know, if you look at a financial person, financial person say you should always invest in a lower stock or a lower, you know, you should you should invest in, you should invest when the stocks are low because eventually that thing going to shoot up. I remember my sons um, during the pandemic. Um, I think it was the GameStop stock, and um, out of the blue, that thing jumped up. But when you know, uh, and I, and I'm, I'm gonna put my son on blast. My my uh, my son got some extra money from his um, from his grandparents, and um, and so we made him take his money and invest in the stock because he won't take it and buy it by spending on Fortnite and all that kind of crap. But what he did was we made both of them take that money and put it into some 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 GameStop stock, having no idea that that thing was going to go about 300 300%. That stock went sky high and it gave them a couple a couple thousand. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, you know, uh when you invest some into it, you get some out of it. So if I don't sow nothing to my marriage, I don't expect to get nothing out. If you're if, if the reason why you're not getting anything out of your marriage is because you're not spending not you're not giving too much to it. I remember when Shaq, and I got a lot of respect for Shaq. I'm gonna tap. I heard this one. If, you, if people will sit back and listen to Shaq, Shaq is a very intelligent man. I like I like to him. I like to him. You, you know he his his speech and everything. But he's he has some very he's very intelligent. And so um, he said this one thing. He talked about his wife. And God bless Shani and, and Pastor Keon. They're doing a great thing over at um, uh, I forget the name of the church. Lord, forgive me, forgive me. But uh, Pastor Keon and um and, and his wife Shani Shani um Shani Henderson. But yeah, um, he Shaq said this, and I was like, wow, this, that took a lot for him to do that. He said that he wasn't uh, he wasn't faithful to his wife. He wasn't faithful to Shani. He was he was he wasn't a good husband. But one thing he said was he said that the reality hit is when he went in his house. And the, he was in a 76,000 76, square foot house. It, it was empty because he didn't hear his kids anymore. Nor, would, nor, nor was he, well, nor when he came home, his wife wasn't there. Because why? He was unfaithful. He did some. He did some. He he got caught up in himself and in 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 his in what his fame and his fortune and in in with other women. And he got on national TV and he said, "Hey, I, I missed it. I messed up." And he said, "I messed up with some good women." But for him to say that. It's like it's like a form of repentance. He's like, look, I know what I did and I know I missed it. And so, you know, I I, I can respect that. What the, the thing we gotta we gotta, you know, when you're not giving into your marriage, when you're not spending time and you're not putting time into your marriage, you gotta you gotta know you gotta in order to get a return, you gotta sow into it. Now that may sound super spiritual to everybody, but that's just how it is. It that's just natural. You gotta give to something in order to get some from it. And if I'm looking for my wife to give me to make me happy, then I'm I'm I'm, I'm I am not gonna be fully happy because she doesn't have the ability to make me fully happy. She can add to my happiness, but if I'm always miserable and I'm I'm, I'm depending on her to make me happy, that's gonna put a that's gonna put a strain on her because her she her goal is to help me and to be a blessing to me, but she's not she's not necessarily called to give me joy. That's that's the thing. Happy happiness is based on circumstantial. A circumstance circumstances it's circumstantial but joy is having it in your heart and having an inner joy having something you know having that having that inner peace and like you know what it don't matter how i feel i'm gonna i'm gonna get over this and i'm gonna endure you know and joy is not necessarily high and how you doing is that's that's good to have but joy is tied to you your confidence 
and who you are in Christ. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, for the joy, talking about Jesus, he 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 endured the cross and despised the shame, for the joy was set before him. He had a joy to do it because why? He was doing something bigger than himself. And when you are in a marriage with your wife or your husband, you are in agreement to a bigger thing than you, and that's God. God is the one that can fix marriage. He can make it right. He created it. He can make it right. But you got to go back to him and go or go back to people who know him or who's been who's more experienced married marriage has more experience in marriage that can help you get to the place be with a church be with a couple be with some couples that can that 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 believe in the institution of marriage between the man and the woman that can help you reach the place we need to go we've we when we first started out i'm giving a shout out to michael michelle dunham michael michelle dunham in detroit i'm giving them a, a harsh out a, a big big shout out what up though because man our marriage would not be where it's at had they not sold a major seed into our marriage. So you need to be around people, other married couples that's doing it, and they're not compromising in that thing. That they, they didn't compromise who they are. We seen them in con me and my wife watched them. They were in constant agreement with each other. They, 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 they didn't always see eye to eye. The marriage wasn't perfect, but they were consistent with their marriage and to love each other despite of. And man, I seen we seen prayers answered. They pull, they prayed unto us. They helped, they helped us to get married. And I mean, you know, helped us get married. They were there for us. They, you know, saying it's just so much they poured. They poured into a lot of couples. But we seeing the fruit. I think I think Michael and Michelle been married. I think Mary, Michael and Michelle probably been married maybe what 36 years now, 37 years. And they still going strong and they look good and you know they 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 look vibrant and they still living doing their thing and administering their marriage because why they chose to stick with that thing to be in agreement and that's what the enemy hates the enemy hates the power of agreement right he hates the power of agreement if he can separate you just like what he did when he did eve in the garden he figure out to get in there and to and to get her to question the very thing that adam said do you got to remember when Adam was created, he was dead by himself. So God was giving him creatures and God gave that man the commandment, gave him the word and say, don't touch that tree. But then, you know, he had to tell his wife, don't touch it. But then she allowed the enemy to come in and say, God, don't God don't want you to touch that tree because he knows if you touch that tree, you'll be like him. You know what I'm saying? That's not what he said. He said you will surely die. But she she said he said, you know, he'll be like. And so what happened? Three things happened in that moment. She got caught up in the pride of life. She became her own person. Uh, she also looked, she is the lust of the eye. The Bible said the lust of the eyes got the best of her, lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. She looked at that fruit to see how good it was, and she ate of it out of disobedience, and she handed it to her husband. Her husband didn't do nothing to stop that that snake to for you know to to you know messing up his household. And it caused mankind so much stuff, and it caused sin to come. All uh, among all humanity, but guess what? God had a he had a he had an A plan. I ain't call it a B plan. He had an A plan. He sent he sent Jesus to die on the cross and to wipe us clean from all that sin and redeem us from destruction. And now we are in a situation where we're covered and we're blessed and we have unmerited favor, grace. We don't deserve it. We didn't work for it, but God said, "I love you too much to leave you out there." And he 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 calls a savior, a Lord and Savior, to 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 replenish us, to restore us, and redeem us. Praise God. So, what I'm saying, so the same Jesus that that died on the cross for us, and the same Jesus that redeemed us, He's the same Jesus giving us the power to get married. Let me let's go back to so so people always say, 
that Jesus didn't talk about marriage. Yes, he did. Let's turn to I keep quoting it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it in here so people will know. Matthew chapter 19, verses four through six. I think that's where it's at. Come on, Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 19, verses four through six. I'm turning the page, that's what y'all hear. And it says, This is Jesus talking now. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick my Bible up so you'll see my Bible. That's my study Bible. He said this. He said, and he talked about, let's, let's talk about verse chapter 19, verse 3. He says, the Pharisees also came to him, all them tempted him and saying unto him, is, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And it says, Jesus came and said, and he answered saying, said to them, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning, man, made, beginning made them male and female? Man, he made them male and female. So he made us, he made a male and female. He says, For this cause shall a man leave his mother and father, his, his mother, his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain. Twain means they're one. He said, The two, twain, I mean, I'm sorry, twain means two. So twain, he said, they should become one. Wherefore, I'm reading out the King James, y'all. Wherefore or therefore, they are no more twain, but they're one. They're not two, but they're one. And it says, watch this. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So what, y'all? You know what's going on in, in this world today. And I'm going to keep talking about it. And I'm going to keep saying that. You may, people may get mad at me for saying this. You cannot take two men and put them together and say they're married. That's not, that's not God. That's not God's way. He ain't making it like that. He just, you just read the scripture. Jesus said himself. You're separating the very institution of what God put in place to put you what you want because you want to get caught up. You, you have a sexual preference and you say, hey, this is what I want. But what, is, what does God want for you? I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. What does God want for you? Is that God's best for you? That's not God's for you. Yeah. You may have a, a genuine love for that person of the same sex. But there's a that's more of a sexual attraction that's that's been that's been perverted through trauma or through a misunderstanding and it makes you have a say have a have a, an attraction to the same sex to to a man to a man woman to woman you have an inappropriate attraction to something to, to a situation where you were forced your choice was taken away to be that way or you made a choice to be that way and you're saying god bless this this is what i this this is what i want that's not God, that's not that's not what the Bible says. So what we what we what we deal with is individuals that say they know what the Bible says, but they they try to twist it and add to it their own personal truth when the truth said that a man and a woman shall be one. You're not one when you're same sex, especially if you're being especially since being in sin. Now you may say, you know what? Anybody can be sinful. Yeah, anybody can be sinful. But you're willingly, you're knowingly being in that situation, knowing that it's, 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 it's outside, it's outside the boundaries of God. It's outside of God's will. So you're not going to get God, you're going to get God results. Now, the mercy of God will cause you to, to get to get your heart right and come back to him. Mercy means that the very thing that you're doing, you deserve destruction for it. But God said, I'm not going to give it to you because I love you. But the thing is about God's mercy, it eventually runs out because sin is going to Sin is going to cause you to separate yourself from God, and it's you know it's going to separate you from God because he's going he's going to allow you to be put in a reprobate mindset because what you think you're doing is right. I love you, and I and I respect 
I, I respect the gay man, the heterosexual man, everybody, lesbian. I love everybody. But you got to be real. That's not God's best. And it's, it's sin against God. That's just how it is. So 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 what happens is the enemy comes in and and, 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 and try to pervert the institution and make it make it perverted. Because, you know, the enemy can't create anything. He can't create. He doesn't have the ability to create. He he take what God does and pervert it and, and mess it up. And then he 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 takes he takes a copycat. He takes what God does and, and pervert it and say, This is this is this is what you this is what it is. And then you ended up you end up going to something that you think is right, but it's actually wrong. Because what you're doing when you are in a let me tell you this, when you are in that, when you are in a gay marriage, let me say this. When you are in a gay marriage, you're making that you're making the person, you're making, you're making that person your God. And even even if even in the, in a situation where, you know, in your marriage, you you could you know, and I heard somebody say this: you can make marriage your idol because you think marriage is supposed to be something that you know that uh, how can I say you make it your idol because you put your what 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 the marriage is supposed to be above what what you all have together, and that's love. That's true love between a man and a woman. But what I'm saying is. Going back to gay marriage, you make that person your idol because you're saying, I'm willing, I'm willing to go away from what God says to be with you because I love you. That's not love. That's not true love. That true, true love from God, unconditional God. Let me just ask you this. Do you think God loves you enough to put you in a sinful situation like that? No, he doesn't. Now, I love you, but I'm also telling the truth, just like a man. He want to sit back and have side chicks. He want to sit back and be 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 on staff somewhere, be a pastor. I ain't talking about being in church. I'm talking about a man who's married, but they are, they've been told by their uncles and their brothers, man, you should have a side chick. Do you think God's gonna bless that? Do you think God's hands on that? No, because eventually that's gonna catch up with you, and it's outside the will of God. The Bible says, "What God has put together, let no man put asunder." Polygamy. Pala, I think polymory. I think it's polymory. That's having multiple partners. But poly, but but polygamy is, is is wrong because you're not supposed to have more than one wife or one husband. You're supposed to honor each other. because uh, Jesus said he's quote Genesis. What when when a man, you know, and then it says this: it says, a man who finds a good wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. When you when you're, when you're outside the, the boundaries of what the Bible says about finding a good thing, and if it didn't say find, it didn't say find good things, it said find a good thing. That good thing is not only your wife, but it's also finding your 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 wife in marriage. So I'm just I'm just I'm just being real when so don't try to pervert and put your spin on marriage when God said don't do it that way. Be with somebody that you love. Be with a be, be pursue man. Pursue that woman. Love her, cherish her, and get in agreement with her, and you will see so many things happen to your life. Because why? You need it God's way. It's not the per now. You may not do it perfectly. God's way is the perfect way. Your way may not be perfect. Your you, how you pursue it may not be perfect. Don't think you have to be perfect in doing it. But God's way is the perfect way. And I'm going to say this. Just being honest, when I pursued my wife, now I had multiple partners and stuff like that before I met my wife. 
but I, I I decided to give my heart to God and stop and become celibate. I'm just this that's just me because I wanted God to really deal with me that way. But then when I met my wife, you know, when we got together, we didn't kiss until we said I do. We dated for a year and a half. I've been knowing my wife since '94, but I didn't actually kiss my wife until we said I do, and I didn't I didn't make love to my wife until that wedding night. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to do it the right way. And I believe that seed that we sold in our on our dating product, I ain't gonna, I'm not, not going to say I can tell you. We had some close calls, brother. I had to flee a few times for my wife because the, the Bible says if, if a man heaps hot coal against his, his chest, will he not be burned? Hey, I, I was getting, I was like, look, hey, let me get out of here. But I'm going to tell you this, though. I made it, I made, I, 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 I told God, I said, God, I'm not violating this one. And God challenged me. And I almost gave up on my wife. I was pursuing her, pursuing her, pursuing her. And I was like, look, she, because my wife get, stood me up for dates. She, you know, saying all those things. And she didn't want to do me. But I kept her. God said that was my wife. God challenged me. He said, you were so used to getting things in the world. But now that I've given you something permanent that's going to be a blessing to you, you want to give up. That challenged me. So what happened? I pursued my wife. I pursued her for four months. We started dating four months later after we got to get together uh, in November or uh, July 99. Got together uh, November 11, November 99. We got married. We I got, I got engaged to her December of 2000 and married on September 22nd, 2001. But I did not touch my wife until I got married. And after I said I do, because I wanted it to be the most purest form of God's hand on my marriage so it can be a better and 22 years later i can i can i can sit back and brag on the god by his grace that i did it that we did it we tried to do it the right way we did it we did it the right way and you can do it the right way too and when you do that that's the agreement that me and my wife had we said we're not touching each other until we get married because we can have all she, we can, we have a lifetime to make love together and it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, to know that you did it god's way and i'm saying if even if you didn't you didn't start off right start today and, and 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 save your wife until you and save your your mate the one you're dating save and save yourself until you get married so you can sit back and and have make all the love you can after you said I do man but anyway that's why Satan hates marriage because he does not want you to come into agreement with your wife come into agreement with your wife and connect with her and you'll see so many things happen in your life and make your head spin and it will bless your life and keep doing it to the glory of God and pray without ceasing and see let the let you see so many fruits come out of your marriage that that will bless you and bless you and bless not only your marriage but to bless those around you but i gotta go y'all i'm wrapping up thank you so much for uh for, for coming on here and listen to what i have to say this is dinners of the rock podcast signing off be blessed we hope you enjoyed this last episode of the rock podcast with dennis Real Talk with Real Men. Would you like to stay connected with Dennis? Here are his social handles. IG, it is DC3Rising, and Facebook, Dennis Crawford III. We hope that you've enjoyed yourself and that you will be back. God bless.